Hello everyone and welcome to a special celebrationary edition of the Fins Up podcast. I'm your host Southo Dan and tonight I'm joined by the man that can do it all. Terry, I know you're sitting there waiting for a stitch up. It's not happening tonight mate, I'm in too good a mood. How you doing, Dan? Mate, I'm doing so... Hold on, wait, one second, one second, please. Everyone. Halfbacks! Boys! 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 I just, I want to party, but first we have to introduce uh, a third... We're, we're in such a good mood tonight, we had to had to do a threesome, a sharky threesome. Mate, Mick, talk to me before I spend the next half an hour jerking off about our halfback this weekend. Mate, fins up and exciting are the right words. Terry, please take over, mate. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm just, you know, the blood. Woo! Look, I, did, I, I didn't want to talk about this right at the start, but I, I guess we need to address the elephant in the room because there is a, there is a, there's a collective amount of smiles that, obviously, uh, in, in, in the game on the weekend, the Sharks 28, the Dragons 24, uh, a bad game, you know, Copped by an injury to Chad Townsend. Now, we're not here celebrating Chad's injury. We are celebrating, though, Chad is out of the team. But let, let's just make that clear. Yeah, like, obviously, you don't want to seem, like, hurt and injured. And <laughs> Speak for yourself. He loves the team and loves the club. He's just, he's just not that good. So, maybe, and we've seen the peak of Chad. We've seen the peak. Yeah. The peak was, you know, 2016, early, early on in the season. Um, you know, it. You just got to have something. Maybe there's something else. There's got to be something else. Oh, there yeah. is something else. I'm glad we got you on for some insight, mate. Because I was just gonna like do my dance routine about how much I love either Connor Tracy or Tricky Trindle. Because look, I don't give a fuck. There are no bad options here. I would prefer Trindle. I know the other half of the podcast would prefer Trindle. But Tracy is awesome. If Moylan comes back in, I know it's not this week, but next week. There are no, there are no losses from here, and it just it feels so good. Well, if Moisa, when Moisa comes back, assuming that he stays on the field, he, him and SJ will be played in the halves, and will just dominate. That's that's how it's going to be. Yeah, I've got a little bit of space dedicated to a. Uh, what are we going to do in the next couple of weeks? So let's talk about the game first. Um, as we said, we, we beat the Dragons 28-24 in the local derby. Um, Dragons fans are crying about a video refereeing decision that went against them. Obviously, uh, their fullback, who I don't really rate, grounded the ball before Jack Williams. But, fellas, what about the Jesse Ramian try? No one got impeded. I know Blake Bradley was there, and I know he's 90% water, but he can't evaporate. No one fucking laid a hand on him. He just ran through the middle and scored. Square yeah, up. Yeah. Oh, you go, Dan. Mate, that that was the that was the most vicious of square ups. We knew as soon as it went up to the, yeah. you know, because look, let's 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 you know, let's cards on the table. Matt Dufty may perhaps have got to the ball before Jack Williams. You know, I think we can admit that we're we're man enough to admit that. But uh, no, he he totally got that. But it's it's our home ground. It's home cooking, and that's oh, that's what you want. He, you know, you want to get a good favourable call at your at the stadium that you're at, and that you won't. He got um, that's very well done. I like that. He he got beaten to the ball, but we would have scored off the resulting set anyways, and probably gone on to win by forty. So I think in the end that perhaps the Dragons got lucky. Jesse Ramian's yeah. try was a try every day of the week. I don't care. No yeah. one can convince me otherwise. Classic square up, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Look, to, to the letter of the law, it wasn't a try, right? And now if one person had run in and touched Braley, okay, I get that. But no one touched Braley because no one even fucking touched Ramian. <laughs> Straight to Well, yeah, he busted through, and then he got to the fullback who could have made the tackle but couldn't. Um, again, technically, yes, if you're in the line, you and you're in the line, you basically you can't be there. So... Maybe in the future our guys should just be taught to just keep keep running and sit in the in goal, and that'll look totally weird. It's going to look real smart. We've got three players sitting in the in goal, and the fourth guy scores. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'll take the try. But Braley passed the ball out of dummy half. Like, what? What more did you want him to do? 
That's my, my, my question in that there is it, it wasn't a decoy runner that ran and stopped in the line. It was the dummy half at the play the ball. And and he saw the ball was coming back and he you know, he's probably getting himself to go to the dummy half again. It's not his fault that four guys had a crack at Ramian and couldn't score a try. No one was getting they, anywhere near Ramian. Mate, it doesn't yeah. matter. You put all 11 of them, Ramian's still breaking that tackles and scoring untouched. It was ridiculous, but look, I don't care because ultimately it was a square up. Like, anyone who says otherwise is fucking lying. But oh, it's a classic Before we get to, to Sharks sucking and I'm, you know, on the fallacies, Zach Lomax and Matt Dufty made an absolute fucking embarrassment of our left-hand side, and I am so lucky that not one of those players, because I don't blame Ronaldo for any of that, survived this weekend. Yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got on here, Zach Lomax was very, very close to being the, the best player on on the park. Uh, the the other player that I thought for the Dragons who was really good was Cam McInnes, made the most tackles on the weekend, 68 tackles, only missed one. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, was Lomax was was he the dude that caught the kick try? Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a pretty good piece of that was your standard circus try against the Sharks in the Derby because there's one every single game. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's really good. Um, you know, they've got a couple of good players, the Dragons. Um, who's that forward that isn't Vaughn? What's his name? Josh Kerr or something? Yeah, Josh Kerr, yeah. He he looks like a guy that could be... He could be something. Um, I don't know if it's whether it's going to be in this team, especially with Frizzle leaving. Um, but he, he looks like someone you could probably poach and develop and in a good side would like really kick on, I reckon. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a contract for next year, but... Um... So that's interesting to, to see there about what's going to happen with him. But Blake Laurie made 180 metres in what was one of the most quiet performances. I, I don't even remember the guy being out on the field. Didn't know, know, know he still played first grade, mate. But, you know, yeah. when when you're comparing it to a, a rampage and sexy Toby Rudolph and yeah. Royce Hunt, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, everything's going to fail in comparison to those two and the impact. Yeah. And I thought Vaughan was very, very good up front, but I don't remember him coming back on the field. Yeah, I think he came on for like the last 15 minutes or something, but I've got some stats, guys, because I think this game here deserves a lot of stats, a lot of mentioning. We had 56% possession to the Dragons, 44. We completed 84%, which is our second best for the season. The Dragons, the Dragons completed 85%. Um, now, this is going to be the, the... Oh, sorry, before we go to that, tackles. The Dragons attempted 408 tackles and missed 18 of them. We attempted 283 tackles, so there's a hundred, there's 125 differential, and we missed 28 tackles to their 18. But Zach Lomax kicked a, a, a goal in the 29, sorry, in the 59th minute, and no points were scored for the final 21 minutes of the game. That that blows my mind for the way that the points were just flowing in this game for no points for the final 20 minutes. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was it was a really I thought it was a really interesting game in, in terms of how it went. Like they started, you know, how the Dragons usually do in a derby, which is they get a try, they they look look pretty good. We then had that middle middle period when our sort of bench came on and Hunt was rampaging down the field. And we had the ball the whole time. It was fantastic. It was like if you watch, you know, Premier League. Um so obviously your team were really good, Terry. The the Liverpool Liverpoolians, and they they have the ball the whole time. Whereas my team, Tottenham, they just sort of stand around and, and have the ball. The opposition has the ball in their half, and that's what the game was like. It was like watching that. It was like our guys had the ball. We had it constantly. We were scoring tries. It was beautiful. And then that stopped. And then it was just twenty minutes of hard footy. Dragons probably on top, but then they didn't do enough. So. Yeah, it was a really good game to watch. Very yeah. frustrating last 20. And don't forget that the Dragons were attacking a Bryson Goodwin Talakai centre pairing and couldn't break us down and score the match winner, which says it all about both teams, really. They should have scored two tries in the last couple of minutes. Ravalau would knock the ball on, and Dufty failed to fall on the ball. We should be here very frustrated and at the fact who that we was lost. the fellow at the end? Was that Saab? Who Saab. Saab, rather, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're all their wingers um, of shit. Um, but 
that that Dufty, that's a clear cut of chances you're going to get. Like, and that's the you know Will Ke- Will Kennedy had the same kick put in for him, and he scores a Dufty. I don't know how he fluffed that. Yeah, that was oh, that's lucky. Yeah, that's... he'll be he'll be ruining that on the on my video <laughs> review on a Monday. Oh. Absolutely. Now let, let's talk about where the game was won, and the game was won in the forwards by us, which laid a foundation for Sean Johnson to absolutely show his class coming through. Toby Rudolph, 244 metres. Royce Hunt, 207 metres in 28 minutes. Aaron Woods, 166 metres in a try. Talakai, 150 metres across three positions. Wade Graham, 120 metres, the most for the season. Teague Wilton, 97 on debut. Williams, 88, no errors in a try. Hamlin Ueli, in probably his worst game for the Sharks, still had 80 metres. Did he get hooked twice? He did, yeah, he got hooked twice. Yeah, absolutely. He was missing some lazy tackles in the middle there. I was getting very frustrated. But it was all Dragons until our two middles came on and completely turned the game and allowed Sean Johnson to run run apeshit. And that, that's the yeah. um, that's exactly what you want from the bench. You want impact. And all these people asking for Toby Rudolph to start, I get it. He's our best option at lock. How the fuck can you start the best player, the best bench player in the competition in any position other than what he filled on the weekend? And at 14-6, the game turned on a Jack Williams run, and I, I, I couldn't have been happier for him because, you know, we were sort of 40 metres out from our line, and he made a run, and he dragged people, and he got a quick play of the ball, and then from there, we, we got down the field, Sean Johnson put a repeat set in, and that was it. The, the, the game changed off that. But our forwards laid the foundation for Johnson to absolutely dominate. And that's probably, you know, as good a forward game we've had in sort of certainly the last year like last year you know a few odd games here and there probably since 2018 where we were looking pretty good um yeah like Hunt and Talakai they've been such revelations you know coming from Newtown last year and you guys watch a lot of Newtown um a lot of people were saying that oh Hunt he he might really struggle but he has just he set set the place on fire it's fantastic mate who would who would say such a thing yeah yeah we 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 never doubted Royce. <laughs> no, nah, we were calling future immortal status. Boys, how fucking good is Ronaldo Molotalo? That guy is the most annoying uh, player in rugby league, I and I love him, it. I love him so much. I love him so much. He is such a cunt. I love him. And he he's the kind of player who, if he was not on my team, I would hate him. But because he's, because he's on the Sharks, and because he's so passionate about it, yeah, it's... You can't help but love him. He, he reminds me... Remember we had Missy Talapapa, right? Yes. He punched Anthony Quinn in the face. For no reason. Now, um, that's the kind of passion I fucking love in the Sharks. Now, but this guy, he's actually quite good. He finishes, he does what he's supposed to. He's, you know, he runs... He, he ran that ball back and smashed that bloke. Oh, my God. That was... Oh, boner alert. The, the only thing from Ronaldo is he ran over the top of, of Adam Clune and could have easily given a penalty away for rubbing his head into the ground after he'd knocked him out. <laughs> it's worth, worth the risk, you know? Yeah. We saw, we, saw, we saw that at Newtown as well where he made the tackle and then for no reason headbutted the Headbutted the guy and got sent off in the uh, in the grand final. So, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's, got, he's, got a, yeah, he's got a moment in him and that little, that little, um, that little shove... If the bloke, like, head first into the advertising boards, you know, probably not the smartest thing to do, but what's done is done. He's like, he's like a Bax for feeder. It's so yeah. good. He's yeah. such a bastard. I love him. And then you talk about the other winger on the other side. See, only Katoa at the moment. I know I know. Mike Acevo is the flavour of the month, but Jesus Christ, Sione Katoa has got to be up there for the most improved winger in the game. Oh, definitely. He's finishing so good. He ran backwards again on the weekend rather than getting tackled. I love it. The guy just hates getting tackled. It's like he's got a grass allergy. (laughs) He just can't eat the grass. He wears his socks so high and his shorts so low, so it's like no grass can get him. I'm surprised he's not covered in strapping tape on his arms. How many tries is he on now? 11. 11. He's equal with uh, Mika. Okay, so we've had 11 games, right? Or 10? 10. 11 and 11? Okay. So, can he beat well, Valentine's record in a in a shorter season? No. Oh, we've got a pretty easy draw coming up though. Ah, uh, no yeah, chance. Yeah, like, he could score a hat trick on the week on the weekend. It's wrong, he's going to have to yeah. bag a four or five, absolutely. But I reckon his try should count for one and a half because they're so sexy. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Hey, his, his try should be six point tries. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, Jesse Romy and the injury. Now he's been named for this week. I'm not expecting him to play. I I, I do think that he will be a a late withdrawal, and I think that's why we've put Jackson Ferris on the bench as well. But he's open to the game. Even not not only that try that was disallowed from him, but they couldn't tackle him. Like there was, it was a handful for them. He, I think he had about seven tackle breaks in twenty minutes in twenty minutes of football. It's really good to see him yeah. come back and play so hard and play with such passion mm-hmm. for you know an organisation that appreciates him. Who would have yeah. known that eating chicken schnitzels and seeing your kid would help you play good football? I mean, it's not fucking rocket science, and yet here we are. He um, was very hard it's, it's to just tackle. Being away from Nathan Brown, isn't it? I mean, the Knights are much better. Doesn't hurt. Just like getting rid of him. <laughs> it's probably just being away from Newcastle though, because that place sucks in general. Something in the air. Yeah. Um, fellas, one player who I think's taken a little bit of unfair criticism this weekend has been Will Kennedy. Now, I know he made a, an error off a really poor carry in, in the wet. Um, Talakai did as well. Now, you, you cop those errors from the young players. I was just glad that it wasn't players like Aaron Woods and Jack Williams who were making those those shitty errors. But I thought Will Kennedy was really good. I thought his positioning was good. His kick defusal was good. His kick returns were good. He didn't get pinned in the end goal. What, what am I missing? Why is he copying a lot of... Why are people wanting Josh Dugan at fullback over him this week? Because he's small. That's the only reason. He visually looks like a little rag doll. Um, but he's he's fine. He's going fine. Um, he's got a good touch when it comes to like linking in with the winger. Um, he's got, he scooted in and scored that try. He's doing what we require, what we require of him. And, you know, he's able to stay on the field, which is more than can be said for Moylan. So, you know, he, he's doing he's doing all right. Um, you know, young players make mistakes, but as long as they don't just the ball doesn't just spill to the player and they run it in like what happened to that dog's fella, um, yeah. then it's fine. Let me let me raise you one. They they say that because people are fucking stupid. And one idiot on Facebook says, Oh Kennedy had a bad game and everyone goes, Oh yeah, you're right, he lost that ball. He set up a try, scored a try. He was in position. His positioning is way better than anyone else at the club, Moylan included. Um, he's not making those silly errors. He'll probably make four this weekend, but whatever. He owes us a few. And he is adding attack. He's going left and right like Moylan does. Dugan can't do that. That ball that he got off the other day, I don't know if Dugan can do that. Dugan's got the one play where he sort of is already being tackled and can put the ball onto the winger. But he can't link up properly. He, he bashes Kennedy people. Yeah. Plus, you cannot then, move Dugan out of centre. He's just too important. Yeah, and, and that, that, that try that he scored was was an instinctive fullback try. Now, I know Dugan's grown up his whole career being uh, a fullback, but I can't remember any time someone putting in a grubber kick when they've seen someone out of position and Dugan scooting through and scoring. And likewise, Moylan doesn't score that try on the weekend as well. This guy is not only is he a fullback, but he's he's an instinctive player. I, 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 if if you're going to judge his game off that one error, then that's a shit way to judge his game because there's 79 minutes and 50 seconds in that game where he was he was really good. Bingo. Oh yeah, was young guys are going to make those errors. Even I mean, look, last year I went to a game uh, in Canberra and. Canberra put in four bombs in a row and Moylan dropped all of them. And he's, you know, played State of Origin and stuff like that. And, you know, when you're at the back, those things happen sometimes. But he, in my opinion, he's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, I've got no problem with it. Absolutely. Uh, now, the man of the moment for mine, the man of the match for me, Sean Johnson. How good is this guy at the moment? For my form player of the competition. All yours, Mick. I'm going to need five minutes. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to have to eat some humble pie. Uh, last year, I wasn't a huge Sean Johnson fan, and part of that was because... I'll, I'll, I'll cut you off there, Mick. You've, you've lost connection. I'll, I'll, I'll cut yeah. off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, you're going. Um, so last year, I was just frustrated, and I would, but to be honest, the whole team was frustrating because you, you could have, you've seen from those players before that they can produce better. Um, there was a game I went to, the, the home game against the Dragons, where, you know, the ball sort of just bounced and then Sherry ran through and scored. 
we were going to go in 18 nil up and he just drops the ball with no one around him in space. This year, Johnson, he's everywhere. He's he's left and right. His passing's beautiful. His kicks are way underrated by the Sharks faithful. Like the, the amount of times that we're able to find the grass, which is incredible, but B, kick our way out of danger is really... It's not something we've had in a long time, um, like even with Maloney. Um, like you'd probably even have to go back to Carney in terms of actual skill with kicking the ball that well. Um, and yeah, he's just he's going really well. He's playing with confidence. He, he seems fierce. He's not missing the goals like last year, so he's like he's like a fifteen twenty percent better player. Yeah. I, I would say even even better. He he's in career best form. He's leading the Daly M's, and if he's not, then there's something going on. He's leading the try assists. He's leading the forced four dropouts. There were other stats that he was just destroying people on. Um, line engagements. Line engagements. He's running the ball. His his defense is good. As you said, his conversions are better. His kicks are on point. There is nothing more Sean Johnson could do this year. Now he's not making that eighty meter play where the Warriors are down by 20 points and he scores a try that doesn't no one gives a shit about. But because he beats six or seven players, it makes the highlight reel. He doesn't need to do that in this team. We've got the Ramians, we've got the Kennedys, we've got the players that can do that, the Ronaldo's, Katoas. He just, he's just playing perfect football for what we need right now. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he does with a better halfback option this week in what will probably be Connor Tracy, maybe, maybe young Trindle. I'm just I'm just really excited for the next few weeks. I think we might see Johnson get even better if that's possible. Um, the the one thing I'll say about Sean is you know over his career when he when he's been making these incredible runs and he's been you know the light stepping player that's where he's had his injury problems. This year we're seeing a smarter Sean Johnson who's not taking those lines on. But when he makes the break, he's looking for Rami and straight away. Or he's looking for Katoa straight away. You're seeing a lot smarter, Johnson. You're getting a lot more out of him. Attacking-wise, he's brilliant. Now, defensively, what I noticed this week from him and Chad was a very conscious effort to make first contact on a ball runner. Uh, against Penrith, I think Chad tried to do it, but no one followed him. Um, and and it's, it's the same. The missed tackle counts are very misleading when you're a half that goes to make a one-on-one tackle and then gets bumped off. And it's, you know, it's why James Maloney was considered a poor defender when he made, he missed 15 tackles a game. But he had someone going in and clean the guy up for him. I thought Johnson's, Johnson made really, really good first contact. And the worst part about his first contact for the other person was the second person coming in was Talakai. And he was fucking hitting everybody. <laughs> Talakai's a beast. I wish we hey, had two of him. You don't want him to be the second guy hitting you. Because, yeah, that doesn't look very fun. No, no, absolutely not. Like... There's worse things in the world, but I'm going to put that up there as a top five. I don't want to get hit by Talakai when I'm not looking. <laughs> we got we got to clone that guy. We need him in the back row and the centres. Do you think he might play centres this weekend if Ramian does drop away? No, I, I think I think if Ramian drops out, then you're going to go back to having Bryce and Goodwin. But I, I pray, I pray to everything that we've got that Bomber turns around and says, you know what, if, if Ramian's going to miss the game, we will give someone a debut and give it to Jackson Ferris. The kids earn it. The only thing I think about there is, so we're playing the Broncos. We really need to beat them. Yeah. They're not a good side, the Broncos. However, they've got a good record against us and it's the, one of the only venues currently in Australia where more than 1,000 people can show up. So, And if you remember last year, Ronaldo debuted probably unexpectedly yeah. and he had a fucking he had a shocker. And if you put a guy out there in the three quarters and he makes a couple of errors, it could go real bad. Whereas if you just have an experienced dude out there, we get to a lead, whatever, it'd probably be a lot better. And it'd be better to give him a debut, say, against the Gold Coast or a Titans or a, you know Raiders in the last round when their season's over, that, that kind of thing. Are you, yeah. are you surprised Terry Harati wasn't named in the extended? No, I'm surprised Nene wasn't named. Yeah, I, I just thought they'd have they'd have more cover. Look, I, I I want Ferris. I you know what you said makes a lot of sense, but I, I would I would do anything to see Jackson Ferris run out in the Sharks jersey. Such a huge fan of this kid, and every time I bag him, he scores a try. So fuck Jackson Ferris, fucking fucking fuck him. He's gonna score four tries on the weekend. That's just the way it goes. I I, I, I honestly I was really really surprised today to not see Nana McDonald because the. <laughs> 
for everything that you know, for the first three games that Bryson Goodwin had for us, it's now starting to be diminished by his last two games where he played at centre. When he plays, when he played at centre, like even on the weekend against the Dragons, he hadn't really done much. He just looked hurt. I, I would have thought that the next best option going in there, if Rami and his hurt, would have been a guy who's played nearly 100 games of first-grade football and has played 13 or 14 games at centre. I thought, you know, Nana McDonald's 26 years old, 194 centimetres, 110 kilos, and really quick, he would do a better job than Bryson Goodwin in centre. From what I'm sort of reading between the lines there, either he wasn't really ready to play against Penrith, and that was shown up in his performance and that whole left side where it was... It was like there were four less players on the field. Um, or he's, you know, he's been out outworked at training by the likes of Ferris or, and good, even Goodwin at training, which, you know, that's not a real good sign. And as for Harati, he, I mean, he had a bad game in a bad game. Um, so it might be a bit of a situation where he's like Aaron Gray from a couple of years ago where he played, he played shit in a shit loss and it was like never seen again. Yeah. So... Both both those games as well were against the Dragons. Harati's shock was against the Dragons, and Aaron Gray's shock was against the Dragons as well. They so. they just they do it to us. But to put Bryson Goodwin against Zach Lomax was always going to end the way it did yeah. on the weekend. And Lomax was a ten out of ten. Uh, you know, Duffy was probably an eight, and the rest of the Dragons weren't above a six. But that humongous advantage that we gave them by putting Goodwin in the centres kept them in the game. Penrith ran like nine tries down that end. Every time they couldn't make a break, oh, just throw it right, they'll score a try. We can't have that. It just, you can't have a glaring error, even against the Broncos. Because even those fucking bunch of spuds work out real quick that, you know, Goodwin, well, I could step Goodwin. They've even made a call this week and, uh, quote unquote, uh, Croft has a shoulder injury. Yes. Yeah. He's been dropped, right? So they're going to play that, that Turpin? Yeah. Turpin and um, Milford in the halves if he plays, and then Darius at the back. So they've switched it up. I don't, you know, you you wouldn't want to see you know Goodwin or or Nene just sort of like just get towed up on the on the side there. So yeah, I, the, the thing for mine is the, this this whole new rules and the interpretation that's coming now is it's a fast man's game, right? And Bryson Goodwin would do you a, do a great job for you on the wing, and he's shown that he did a great job for us on the wing. He's way too slow for the centres. And and he was put up against next to the slowest halfback in the competition. Dufty ran around Townsend and then ran around Goodwin in no space whatsoever and, and laid it on a platter for Lomax. It was it was unbelievable to watch. Um, now, getting on to Chad Townsend, again, I didn't celebrate the fact that he's injured. It sucks that he's injured. I'm celebrating the fact that he's out of the team. He should be out of the team on form. Injury brings it into it. He's out for anywhere between four and six weeks. I'm really hoping that it is Trindle. I, I hope that somewhere, you know, maybe if, if Ramian's not ready, we put Talakai in the centres and Trindle comes onto the bench. I don't want one of T- I don't want Teague Wilton to get dropped. I think he, he needs another game. As perhaps yeah. the biggest Teague Wilton fan in the world other than yourself, Terry, couldn't agree more. Yeah. I didn't want Sorensen to come in fatigue. I think we got enough middles. I, we need another wide runner. I, as I texted you earlier, I forgot Nakora was coming back. I was happy to see Talakai stay there and Teague stay on the bench and Nakora miss another week. You know, probably give him that a bit extra thought. It's probably not the right thing. We've got to get him back in there. But I, I Connor has to start or he misses the game, as far as I'm concerned. Him being in the 17 yeah. is a wasted position. It worked out really well on the weekend because Chad got injured and he was able to go in, but he couldn't find himself in the game. Either he starts and he plays half a game, we pull him and we put Trindle on, or Trindle plays 80. You can't have Tracy there because he can't play hooker, he can't play center, he can't play in the middle. It's just a wasted spot, and that's coming from arguably the biggest Connor Tracy fan in the fan base. So... Just on Trindle, um, obviously he hasn't had any games this year because of well, the COVID. Yeah, one, one New South Wales Cup game. Didn't he win man of the match though? Cup game. Yeah. So what have those guys actually been doing? Scrimmage. Just well, training or? Well, there, we had the the game against the Gold Coast Titans. I don't know if we've had any more of them. Um I don't, I think they just, you know, we, we probably run in a squad games. Um, 
other than that, all you can do is a lot of training. And it comes back to, I think they, they pulled the pin way too early, not letting that season flow on or, or coming back and making a 10-week competition or whatever. But, yeah, it's... In terms of in terms of Tracy, I, I agree with what you say, Dan, um, and I'll get back to your your question there that you had me. I don't think there's a game plan for Connor Tracy when he's on the bench. I think he's just there to to put a bum on the seat. There's no real, you know, what are you going to do when are you going to bring uh, Braley off? And it's okay when you're up by forty points and you can turn around and go, you know what, Blake, you've tackled your ass off, get off the field. But in a, in a close game against the the Dragons on the weekend, if Chad hadn't got hurt, Tracy wasn't getting on. Spot on. Now, with with Trindle, yes, he hasn't done much, but you know he's 21, 22 years old. He's fit. He's got to be. He's got to be ready to go. Maybe we do have him on the bench. Maybe if Ramian is out, you know Morris can make that call and say we'll put Talakai and Nakora on that side of the field, and they can just sort of work it out themselves. Um, I, I just don't want him to come in for Teague Wilton. That's that's uh, like I want him to come into the team. If he is going to come in and Connor Tracy gets dropped, that sucks as well. But yeah, you, you, you're right, Dan. Tracy's either got to start the game in seven or he's got to get out of the team. Likewise for Trindle, maybe you can ease him into the game. But again, if it's you know if we're up twenty to eighteen against the Broncos with ten minutes to go, are you going to put Trindle on? Probably not. No, you're not. No, the, the the thing is, like, Trindle hasn't played, you know, since round one, like months and months and months ago. But Connor Tracy's got about 40 minutes of football in about six yeah. different positions. I don't think it's that different, except Connor's got plenty more games under his belt. But again, it's yeah. not like we're talking about a 250-game halfback here. About 25 genuine first-grade games, and the rest have been 10-minute stints here and there. I think you take the risk this weekend. And look, if the Broncos beat us, they're going to beat us whoever we play as halfback. Because something's going to have to go really, really wrong for that to happen. I reckon Trindle's upside is humongous. And again, I'm a huge Connor Tracy fan. I'm not going to cry too many tears if Connor runs out in the seven. But upside-wise, Trindle is just... His ceiling is so fucking high based on what we've seen. I think what we need to do also is, you know, we've really uh, developed this use of the bench under Morris. And he's sort of... You know, in the last few weeks when we've been winning games, he's thrown these bench guys on and they've torn people to shreds. We don't really want to muck around with that too much to sort of, you know, put in another half kind of yeah. thing. So if so, if we call it kind of, it, I agree with what you're saying, Dan. We need we need to pick a half back to play. Now I don't really mind mind who it is, but it's got to be. You know, you don't really want to be carrying a guy just in case, you know, whatever, when when you could have, you know, your Teagues, your Talakai's, your Hunts, uh, or have Williams on the bench. Yeah. Um, the, the, the most natural and, and easy fit for mine would be Trindle because, one, he's a ball-playing halfback, he's not a runner, um, he's an organiser as well, and he's got a long kicking game. With Johnson and Tracy... You generally get two runners, and I don't know. I haven't seen much of Connor Tracy's kicking game, and I know Sean's taking his game to a different level, and he's not that you know that that big runner anymore. But he still loves having a run of the football, um, and he organises his side. And you got to have Tracy on the other side as well. I think a better natural fit is is Trindle. Boys, let's talk about this game uh, on the weekend, the uh, the upcoming game, the Sharks and the Broncos. We are lining up Kennedy at fullback, Katoa and Mulatalo on the wings. Dugan and Ramian named to centers. I expect Ramian to drop out. Uh, oh, sorry, Johnson and Tracy are the halves. Uh, Ueli, Braley and Woods up front. Nakora is back. Graham and Rudolph. Toby won't start. It'll be Jack Williams. But the bench is Talakai Williams, uh, Teague Wilton and Hunt. And then we've got the other guys on the bench as well in Goodwin, Trindle, Ferris and Magulis. The Broncos have named a disgusting team. Uh, Darius Boyd's the fullback. Richie Kenner and Xavier Coates are on the wing. Stags and Farmworth in the centres. Milford and Deard into the halves. Flegler, Turpin and Haas is the front row. Joe O, TPJ and Carrigan is the back row. Isaac Luke, Reese Kennedy, Bullmore and Bentio on the bench. Corey Pay, some bloke named Ricky, and then two other guys I've never heard of round out that team. Um, why am I nervous about this game, Dan? You're nervous because we did this last year. We went in flying and lost to the Broncos 
with a worse side than what they've named this weekend. I think we're a better side this year, but you're right to be nervous. You wouldn't be a Sharks fan if you weren't. Coates, was he the one that tore Brett Morris, uh, Josh Morris apart last year? Yeah, he's the dude that leapt above and and scored a couple of tries. So that was that game that you're referencing. That was one of the classic score more tries but miss all the goals games. And uh, it was also it also had a, a sequence of play where we were on the attack, then gave away a penalty in possession through um, Flanagan. Kicked someone in the head. Woods didn't he? gave away a penalty. Then they scored and they sort of came, they they sort of did their comeback and, and won the game. And that was one of those absolute, just awful, frustrating games as a fan. Um, that's probably why you're thinking, you know, we're, we're nervous going into this because that is, dead set, the most ordinary Brisbane Broncos side that's nearly ever been named. Um, and I, I, I don't understand how a club that big with that many resources can go so bad. <laughs> You don't don't attempt them too much because they may come out and beat us. But you're right; they're just nah, that backline, yeah. Richie Kenner. I mean, what the fuck? That guy wouldn't make the Jets. Yeah. You know, but some of the other guys, like, can can any? I can't. I don't understand what has happened to Anthony Milford. He was a fantastic player. He was great at the Raiders. He was great at the Broncos, and then they didn't win the grand final because Ben Hunt. He was great halfway through 2016 and then since then he's just spiralled into nothing and the fact that they refuse to drop Darius Boyd when he is like Desert some of the games last year I don't think he even cared if he was on the field or not so I mean they've got to have 400 replacements on this so well, I, I don't get it they're down to some ridiculous number of injuries which you know fuck him you're not going to get catch me crying too many tears for the broncos but i know tessie news out for four months and talking about going to the titans with fafita this week too which would be hilarious they that side on in all honesty as you said it's it's disgusting the only thing that worries me if goodwin comes in and they match stags up with him we could be in for a long night outside of that i really can't see it the worry would be the worry would be um if they got a couple of tries early and sort of got their got their back up and thought, oh, here we go, we're in here, but we're we're, we're going to fire up this time. With these pleb lower sides, uh, your, your 2016 Knights, if you will, you just need to immediately get out there and stand on their neck and just give them no, give them nothing. And as soon as you give this Bronco side nothing, as soon as you apply a little bit of blowtorch, they they roll over like. They were saying last week, oh, the Broncos have put in a better effort. They were losing 30-6 to six or whatever the score was. Like The Storm, they were only down that low because who, who was number 17 for the Storm last week? I think it was one of the Bromwiches. He made three errors no. in a row. Nice. No, it could have been nuts. So, yeah. so he, he got the ball, dropped it, got it again, dropped it, got it again, dropped it. He did three times in three sets. So the Broncos had sort of more ball than possibly they should have. They... they they were garbage, yeah. and they were saying that they were better. So, I, look, I'll be really mad if we lose to the worst Brisbane Broncos side in my lifetime, and I am as old as the Broncos, so it is literally the worst Brisbane Broncos side in my lifetime. Um, if Goodwin comes in, he would be matched up against Herbie Farnworth and Richie Kenner. Uh, Katoni Staggs and Xavier Coates will be up against Dugan and Mulatalo. Um, and I think Dugan and Mulatalo can, can take them quite easily. I think they swap them. I reckon Stags on Goodwin is their only route to victory. And I think as soon as they see that, they'll swap them. Or they should swap them. I don't know whether Harvard has got that coaching nous about him right now. But they should absolutely target our weakness if we present it to them. If it's Ferris or Talakai, no, nah, not worried. But if it's Goodwin, it's open. I've got, I've got some stats for both teams for this week, so let's go. Uh, Cronulla have scored the second most tries in the competition with 50 tries. We are one behind the Roosters who have scored 51. We have the most try assists. We're fourth in the line breaks. Uh, the, we, are, we make the most errors out of any team in the competition. 
The Broncos make the most offloads uh, out of any team in the competition. We are the second worst team when it comes to missed tackles. We've missed 395 in 11 games, and we've given away the most penalties in the competition. Uh, the Broncos, sorry, have given away the most penalties in the competition. We're seventh. Um, again, looking at all that, we should absolutely dust them. They're, they're nowhere in the attacking stats. So why am I scared that the Broncos are going to score 30 points this weekend? Because it's the Broncos and it's Friday night footy and traditionally that has not been a happy hunting ground for the Sharks. Like, but realistically, <laughs> you know, taking all that sort of, uh, you know, hoodoo shit aside, we, we should we should belt these guys. Yeah, yeah. This, this should be a game like what we've recently played against the Titans and the Warriors. It, should, it shouldn't be close. Yeah, this should be the flat track bully Sharks. Yeah. On flat track. Yeah. It's all we said last week, though, but we also said we'd take a four-point win, and lucky we got it. The Broncos yeah, are going to be fine. listening to this podcast, and they're going to be fired up, but we've only got to weather that first 20 minutes until Payne Haas takes a spell, and the other yeah. players decide they don't give a shit anymore, we'll run over the top that, of them. That is where we have the huge advantage on the bench. When we when we bring on you know Hunt and Talakai and those guys, and they're rampaging through the middle... When you compare those guys to the dudes who are on the Broncos bench, like really, like we we should do it. Should do the business. Oh, fucking hope so. I'll tell you what. Um, what about um Toby Rudolph, Terry? Yeah. How close? How, what would you give his game out of ten? What a twelve. On the weekend. Yeah. Uh, he didn't make an error. He two hundred and forty-four meters. I'm going to say it was the best forward performance on the weekend and Regan Campbell-Gillard played um, and played really well. I'm going to say he was very, very close to a 10 out of 10 performance. How exciting is his try celebration going to be when he finally crosses the line? Well, I was talking to him during the week. Now, I remember we said if he hadn't scored a try by round 10, I've got to shave my head. So next time we come over, Dan, we're going to get those clippers out. But... It's gonna it's gonna be pretty exciting when he when he scores a try. I reckon he's he's borderline gonna get naked. Yeah, his pants coming off and so am I. He's definitely gonna rip his shirt off. Yeah, is is he is he the most popular player at the Sharks at the moment? Um, yeah, probably because uh, he hasn't done anything gross. Yeah. Uh, so he's not. He, so he he's have you not seen his TikToks? Just for being himself, like. Dugan or, or um, Moylan. He's not he's not like a sort of questionable character in some people's eyes like Andrew Fafita, even though in my opinion he could never do anything wrong ever. Um, but the thing about Toby Rudolph is he's just ridiculously good looking yeah, and any, it doesn't really matter what he does on the field. It's like, geez, who, who is this Adonis that we've got? We replaced the world's ugliest man, Paul Gallon, with this bloke and it's, it's just incredible. <laughs> You haven't sat next to him though. Yeah, it's Dan and scary. I have Dan and I have been in a pub with this bloke for an hour and a half, and fuck me, I've never felt so ugly in my life. It was uh, what it was fantastic. What's the one you smelling him? Going, oh, what are you wearing? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, I I was there. I can vouch for that. He he's the nicest guy in the world. He's the most likable bloke in the world. He's a larrikin. He puts in when he does make an error. He he gets down on himself. He's not out there high fiving the opposition when we lose by fifty. He's a perfect player, honestly. I I really like him. Yeah, I'm gonna say probably the the five most popular, like the five most fun players we have would have to be himself, Hunt, and Talakai, three bench players, and then your two wingers. Fuck yeah. As long as you don't, as long as you don't see Talakai's uh, Instagram, I would agree. Those wingers, though. Oh my god, Katoa is the most likable bloke in the world, except perhaps Ronaldo. I love it. Yeah, it's it's hard, it's, it's hard to hate someone in this team uh, because we don't have our hated halfback anymore. <laughs> I was going to say this week it is absolutely. Yeah. This week is hard to hate our side. It's good. Jack Williams will still make an error and cop my Twitter slander, but uh, otherwise, yeah. He's he's trying hard, Jack. He's just got terrible hands. I don't know. I don't really know how that works because in the first game I ever saw him play, <laughs> which was uh, twenty eighteen in Canberra, yeah. he did this thing where we busted through the line. He chased the kick and then batted it back for Holmes, who scored. <laughs> Now, if you'd asked him to do that this year, he'd fucking fall on his head without missing, without touching the ball. 
So I don't know what's happened to that sort of uh, skill. Maybe he lost it in the gym. Um, but, you know, I think he's going all right. Um, do you it's a weird second. So. Do you reckon he's scared that he's going to pop the ball if he holds it too hard? Because the guy must bench 10,000 kilos. He's got the best grip. I just I just think the ball's going to explode. I want to say this, right? On the weekend, getting back to last weekend's game, we only made six errors. The Dragons made eight. In those monsoonal conditions, Jack Williams made zero errors, but on a fucking dry track against the Bulldogs, he made four. <laughs> mindset. It's it's all up. mindset. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I mean, you know, we said it. A week off looked like it did him the world of good because when he was out there, he was just focused. His, his middle defence was really good. He held on to that ball. I'm, I'm glad he's back in the team. He probably will be the one to start over Toby Rudolph. He's, um, he's got good... He makes good forward metres. Yeah. Good footwork. Yeah, he's... There, there's definitely a footballer there. It's just, you know, if he can just tone down the dropping of the footy a bit, um, that'd be great. And just going back to Rudolph, like, two weeks ago, we played against the Warriors, and he had a couple of drops. And I just think in that game, he was tro- probably a little bit too fired up, yeah. given what had happened in the off-season. Um... So, and then, you know, young players are going to do that. Speaking of, what's going on? Is he announcing his fantastic signing for the Sharks yet, or what's happening? The, uh, the inside word that we have is that he has agreed his deal with the Warriors. The Warriors are just being... Oh, sorry, with the Sharks. The Warriors are just being spoiled bitches about it at the moment and doing everything they can to see what avenues they can uh, go against him. And the Warriors are crying so much that we offered them Jackson Ferris on loan for the rest of the year. Um, and they've now... They, they've agreed they agreed to it in principle and now they've turned it back. I would send him Billy so Magulius and call it even. With the Warriors? What's that? Did he sign a contract with the Warriors? Toby, no. So what leg do they have to stand on? Well, they're just asking the NRL the, the, the same question at the moment. It's what, what can you do to help us here? And the NRL have asked them to produce a contract. There is no legal binding contract at the moment. It's He signed a letter of intent to sign a deal with them, which is as good as signing something on a piece of toilet paper. Is that the same thing that Fafita did at the Bulldogs? No, Fafita actually signed a contract with the Bulldogs and then was released after he said he wished he went to rugby union. <laughs> but I thought that was because... I thought he then turned around and said, no, I'm not doing it because uh, it's not the amount that I agreed to. It was when, when it actually got lodged to the NRL, the Bulldogs had changed the, the, the money and changed the third parties. So it's, it's completely different as to what happened with Toby. No, no figures were actually talked. It was just a a letter of intent to say, I will sign a contract with you when we negotiate where we're going to be. Well, you know, if I'm the Sharks, I would be saying to Toby, look, you know, if, if it comes to it, just say to him, look, you, you guys sacked your coach while we're in the worldwide lockdown. I don't want to come play for you guys. Yeah, he's, 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 gone, he's gone through all those avenues at the moment. It, it'll be, he was hoping to have a resolution last week. Uh, the Warriors have... I've kicked up a fuss now, but I think it'll be done. Uh, put it this way, he won't be in New Zealand next year. He'll still be in the black, white, and blue. He's too nice a guy. That's the problem. He just won't say sod you and re-sign. And I, I respect that. Plus, you don't want to be the, the people that are bagging the Warriors after all they've done this year. So just the process will run itself out. But um, look, they can take Billy Magulius for all I give a fuck. Let's call it even. Yeah. say he was talked about being the next Paul Gallon. He's now fallen behind Jack Williams, Scott Sorensen, Talakai Hunt, Rudolph, and Teague Wilton. So something's happened there. He's, he's he, either either he's upset Bomber somewhere or he's just not putting in anymore. Well, but I mean, yeah, something's happened. If given, you know, from the little bit of um, sort of anecdotal stuff and also that video that the club posted, it doesn't seem that. Bolan Morris suffers too many fools. Yeah. And I'd say he's not, he's probably just not doing the work that the other guys are doing. So whenever you see people on Facebook going, oh, where's Magulius? He's rad. It's like, yeah, you remember these two kicks from that great game. Or those two kicks in a few weeks. But if he's not putting in at the first grade level, which you must remember is a higher level to the highlight that you watch, then he doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah. Some people wanted him to play halfback this week. I just, Fuck Sharks, yeah. man, seriously. Yeah, I've, uh, 
mind is people want him on the nostalgia of winning those two games for the Jets. Um, he, he had an okay game against Melbourne, and then he played 55 minutes against the Tigers and ran for 18 metres. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. And that, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. No, when you got then, Royce Hunt running for 200. No, absolutely not. Yeah, well, exactly. And like these other guys have taken the opportunity. You know, Talakai's come in. He's played a few first-grade games at South, but he's come in in the forwards and he's taken his opportunity. Royce Hunt has come in, you know, he's as wide as the doors that, that for the training room. And he's, he's, you know, you thought, well, he's going to have no lateral movement and going to be a total liability. And he's just... He's a gun, and he's taken the opportunity. Whereas Billy, Billy probably thought, oh, you know, I'm, I've got an easy 20 games here in first grade. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that there. And, and, and even a player like Teague Wilton, who has come into the team, and in his first game that he played, he's averaged more metres, or he made, he made 21 more metres than Britton Nakora has averaged all year. And he came off the bench to do it. So um, I, think, I think Billy McAuliffe has, has fallen down a huge pecking order with nothing but attitude because it's 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 not really performance because he, he had a good game against Melbourne and then he had the shocker against the Tigers but we're all shocking against the Tigers but you got to remember that Talakai came into the team then came out of the team and then came back into it for Billy yeah. McGoolis to go out of the team and then not even and look he's like de- and he's never been seen again yeah. so obviously in that after that Tigers game you know there's been some things said in video, he's then either not worked or not, not tried hard enough, whinged, you know, whatever, and then you know, Bombers decided no. Yeah, there's, there's, there's also uh, we, we've got to wrap up in a minute, but there's another little scoop coming for for Fins up. We're breaking him a lot recently. Um, there has been discussions, uh, as you know, ongoing about Andrew Fafita's uh, leg and what's going to happen, and if he does retire. Um, we don't know which way the big fella's leaning at the moment, but we have sounded out a representative prop to replace him if he does leave. Uh, I do have a name, and we'll drop it next week as well. Ooh, scoops. Well, I love it. That's a great scoop. Um, <laughs> if it is Andy's last season, that'll be um, a bit sad that he doesn't get to go out with you know a big crowd cheering him on because... That motherfucker literally won us the premiership. So there'll be crowds at this year's grand final, mate. Don't worry. Giant golden statue at the new Sharks Land. Yeah, yeah. There'll be there needs to be that. I mean, that picture of him scoring a try needs to be immortalised by the Sharks forever. And they do. You're right. As close as you know, I think there's going to be. There needs to be a a statue of Paul Gallen. There needs to be something for Andrew Fafita for winning us that premiership as well. Boys, we'll wrap it up there. What an episode. I uh, look forward to reading the tweets on Friday night and talking to you on Saturday morning after a big win. Uh, fins out. All right, boys. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure.